Welcome to Talking Mopars, episode number 110. This is the second episode of my SEMA recap series. We've got one more episode of the series, and then I'll probably do like a a final wrap-up show. I'm not quite sure yet, but whatever the case, you're right here and right now. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I am your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. What's up, guys? <laughs> Let me get right into it. So tonight, I'm going to need some of these. A little of this. And this that I got for free. Now, <laughs> Chris, it looks like you're having a good time in Las Vegas. Now, normally that would be the case, but I wouldn't be hanging out in my hotel room. Um, what you cannot see is that my ankle is wrapped and I'm icing it right now (laughs) because I rolled the shit out of it. (laughs) So I took the, I decided I didn't want to pay for parking today. So I took the shuttle from the Luxor to uh, the convention center. And, uh, you know, the day was awesome, man. I, it was great. I get off the shuttle bus and, I need to walk across the street. So I'm looking and I see where the crosswalk is so that I can get back to the Luxor. And I see a couple cars coming. Somebody's crossing. And for a second, it looked like they were going to get hit. So I was looking. I was like, oh, shit. And um, so one car didn't stop. The guy ends up getting across the street. And I was going over like this little hill, this little uh, it was like a little pathway for people to walk, right? So I get over it and I go to step off the curb onto the parking lot. And when I step down, now my wife assumed that I was on my phone, but one of the only times I wasn't, I uh, stepped and I stepped on these little rocks that were, ba- you, you might as well have just thrown marbles there. And uh, I had my backpack on with all my equipment in it. And my right foot went and I to preserve and not fall on my back and potentially damage my equipment. I tried to save myself and my ankle rolled so bad that, uh, I could barely walk into the hotel up to my room. Uh, I've been icing it since I got back. I know they say 20 minutes on 20 minutes off, but, uh, this thing is bad. So, um, I'm really pissed off about it. Uh, I don't know how the hell I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to do, I'm going to fight through the pain tomorrow because I still haven't finished covering the show. Um, It's going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, My wife said I could go uh, to like a Walgreens or a CVS and get like some sort of lidocaine spray or something, something to numb this foot out because just walking to shut off this damn light in here (laughs) was excruciating. I, uh, I'm very mad at myself, even though, you know, it was completely accidental. I wasn't doing anything stupid. Now, had I been on my phone and really doing something stupid, I would own that, but that's not the case. Um, I'll tell you what, this ice feels really good. (laughs) Um, but, uh, anyways, the show, um, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but I'm getting some weird feedback. Anyways, <clears throat> I also, I'm on hotel Wi-Fi and it goes in and out. So if this thing shuts down, it shuts down. But um, today uh, I got to meet some more people, uh, meet up with a couple friends. Um, I got to meet up with Bill Adams, one of the promoters for Muscle Cars at the Strip. Great guy, had a great chat and we walked around and BSed for a while. Um, that was a lot of fun. We're going to get him back on the show soon. And then um, I went over and hung out with my good friend, Bud Kleppy from CarTech Books uh, over at the CarTech booth for a little bit. Um, and then uh, one of the listeners of the show, step on. What's up, buddy? He uh, saw me on the floor, and uh, we BS'd for a while. It was a, it was a good time. Um, 
it's funny when people recognize me, uh, you know, because of my hat or my shirt or something like that. It's, uh, it's pretty mind blowing, but it's fun to talk to people that listen to the show and that are as enthusiastic about Mopars as I am. Um, speaking of Mopars, uh, I got to see more of the show today and, you know, uh, a little disappointed. There aren't that many Mopars there, you know, unless you count the Jeeps and I'm talking like classic Mopars. Um, there's enough to like keep me interested, but uh, I wish there had been a lot more. Um, hopefully in the next few years when things start kicking back up again, it's a lot better. But this year, pretty light on the Mopars. Um, lots of Hellcat swaps. Uh, I was intrigued with this company called CFR. Um they were uh, CFR Performance had created a um, an adapter for a Hellcat supercharger to go on top of a 5.7 Hemi, which I think is really cool. They're developing all sorts of cool products for the Gen 3 guys. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. I'm trying to get them on the show, but they built a really nice duster uh, that uh, I thought, you know, they did a great job. Um, all the dusters there were later models. Um, but I will say that it was awesome seeing more a bodies. So I saw that duster, um, another orange duster that had a 6.1 Hemi swapped in it. Um, that was built by uh, cool hand customs, uh, back in the Midwest. I forget where they're from, but, uh, very nice car. Um, so between those two and then the dart out in the, um, uh, outside of the building, um, it was nice to see some a bodies there. Uh, there was one lone AMC. It was a javelin, uh, that was over in the, uh, I think mother's booth mothers, uh, or Maguire's. I think it was mothers anyway. Um, it seemed like there were a lot more people today. I don't know if that's the case, but it, it was definitely more packed. Um, I got a lot of footage today. Uh, um, thank God I covered so much. Hopefully, uh, I know there's still a couple of Mopars that I didn't get to. There's a Ram charger, um, a Walker Evans Ram charger that I really want to go see. Uh, so I'll be getting some footage of that. I need to take a closer look at that. And then, um, there's a couple more Mopars outside that I want to take a closer look at that. I didn't get a chance to today. So that's the plan. <laughs> uh, I'm looking in uh, the comments here and unfortunately let's see if I can this is my buddy Mike he said ended bad intriguing not that intriguing it's not that interesting dude I rolled my ankle um, and then you got this douchebag right here god this is amazing Jared Burnett douchebag of the day how do I block these stupid sessions well moron <laughs> uh, it's very easy unfollow the page you stupid idiot God, what a moron. Um, God, I hate stupid people. <laughs> uh, I don't even... I, why would you even like this page? You know what I mean? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> so we'll keep this tool bag up for a minute. Um, but yeah, there was uh, lots of custom stuff. But you know what? I, I really realized today, like I, like I appreciate that stuff, but it's just not my... It's not my forte. I doesn't, I mean, they're cool. They just don't interest me as much as they used to. Um, I guess when I was younger, the crazy stuff was a little bit more intriguing to me, but now I really just like seeing Mopars. Um, but, uh, trying to think about, um, what I really wanted. Oh, the AAR. So the Optima ultimate Streetcar challenge invitational um cuda aar cuda that was there uh some people were wondering if it was a legit aar and it is um i got the story on it and the story is that this guy bought the car for you know 75 or something like that and uh it was an original numbers matching complete very very nice aar cuda and he said, you know what? I'm getting rid of it. Sold the drivetrain for 27 grand. Okay. And uh, 
this is all allegedly, I don't know for sure, but this is what the story, this is the story the guy gave me. Um, and uh, he's got over $200,000 into the car. And he mentioned that people are always talking about how he devalued it um, because now it's a road race car. Basically it's got a uh, Hellcat red eye engine in it. Um, that's been tuned by HP tuners supposed to put out well over 800 horsepower. And uh, he was telling me that he got offered a half a million dollars for the car. I was like, what? That's crazy. Um, again, that's a legend. I don't know for a fact, but I'm going to go ahead and take the guy on his word. Um, still a nice car. You know, I, I thought it would be funny to talk about because I know like myself, when he said it was an original numbers matching car, I was kind of like, Ooh, God. Ugh. But if you got money to play around like that, I mean, do what you, it's your car. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what am I supposed to say? Oh, that was stupid. Bad decision. Who cares? Really? You know, um, if I had, an say I had a bunch of money, enough money to do what this gentleman did with his car. Would I do that to an original AAR? Hell no, I would not. That would be ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we kind of need people like that in the Mopar community to do crazy stuff, <laughs> you know, in my opinion. I know a lot of people are like, oh, why ruin Cuda? Why ruin, why ruin a Charger? You know, they're still out there. You know what I mean? I'm not, it's not like there's three left and two of them have been bastardized. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, I, you know, I, I love seeing a stock charger. I, I like seeing them when they're done up really nice. Um, and then it, it's refreshing to see a resto mod every once in a while because you see something different. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like um, the creative aspect of things like that. Um, but the Cuda, very cool car. Uh, it hasn't even competed yet, so it'll be interesting to see it actually compete. That's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, a Camaro got wrecked out um, in the old, uh, the Optima streetcar. They had like a, a little course set up, and I missed it, unfortunately. I mean, you know, I say unfortunately, it sucks for the guy who wrecked his Camaro. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, that's the type of action stuff that, you know, if, if it's going to happen, you're going to want to see it. Right. You know, so I missed it completely totaled the car from what it looks like. I guess he hit the wall super hard and pushed the Jersey barriers like six feet. That's what I heard. Um, it looked like a gnarly wreck. They had it covered, but, um, you know, <laughs> that's the risk you take in that kind of racing, you know, when you're pushing those cars really hard. Um, I've got a question in the chat here. Sean, my thoughts on wide body custom Mopars, uh, new ones, like the new chargers and challengers, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I like the factory ones. I think some of the aftermarket kits, if they're done good, look all right. Um, there's a couple that are like really kind of, they lean towards like the tuner look where it's like, uh, you can see the rivets, um, on the edges of the panels. Uh, gosh, it depends on the color really. Um, those may be a little too extreme for me. Um, there was a couple that I recorded today on my GoPro that were pretty wild, but, um, as far as, uh, so I guess, you know, I think they're cool. It really depends on the car. Now the old school Mopars, I can appreciate the craftsmanship, but sometimes when I see like, um, like any of the wide body cars that I saw there, like there's a, it seemed like every Mopar nearly was wide bodied. Uh, there was a challenger, the charger, um, the two chargers actually. And, um, I'm trying to think, I thought there was more anyways, uh, with the wide bodies on the old Mopars. Sometimes I feel like they are trying a little too hard to go wide body. You know what I mean? They, it just, uh, I, if, if you're going to customize a car to that extent, I should be able to look at the car. And this is my opinion, of course. I should be able to look at the car and go, wow, that is smooth. The lines transition smooth, and it doesn't look forced. Some of these wide-body cars look forced. Um, but, like, comparing the first-generation Charger that was wide-bodied to the um, flat-black Challenger that was wide-body... Uh, I like the Challenger better because it looks purpose built because it's a race car. <laughs> you know, um, that, I was listening to the owner. He was talking to some other people and he's like, look, this car was built to run. He goes, I'm not messing around. So if 
I would imagine if you're building a car for competition like that, you're not going to build a car. You're not going to wide body it for looks alone. You know, um, it would be wide bodied for functionality, um, in some way, shape or form. And I think that's what he did. Um, the first gen charger while, like I said, I appreciate the craftsmanship, but, um, if uh, it's not how I would build that car, I don't, I think wide body cars are going to get, they're going to get old. You know what I mean? Um, that's my opinion. Uh, I think the kits are going to get really wild and I think the customs are going to get even wilder. And I think eventually people are going to go, okay, enough is enough. You know, um, I'm a real big fan and this has been around for a while, so it's nothing new, but like that AAR Cuda, you know, if you shut the hood and you couldn't see inside, you know, aside from the stance and the wheels and tires, it looks like a very clean Cuda, you know, AAR. It's got a, um, the hood's been cut. Like it's got a couple extra vents aside from the, just a stock scoop on it. But, um, other than that, you look at it and go, wow, it's a really clean car. But then you get underneath it or look inside and you're like, okay, things have been changed. You know, it's been upgraded. I I'm really digging and I'm a fan of drag racing more than anything, but, uh, these like road course cars are really cool. If they're done right, that all uh, Optima, street car ultimate street car challenge or whatever um all the cars participating in that pretty wild but pretty functional you know so i liked i liked uh i liked those cars um and i would like to see more mopars participate in that event because i mean everything pretty much had an ls swap in it so uh i'm rooting for ken kelly and his cuda to do some damage out there to those ls's that should be good Joe Garcia says one of the first wide body second gen chargers is the Texas Slam Charger by Muscle Rod Shop. Is that that one isn't bare metal or like a light silver, is it? I'm trying to remember. I've seen a couple wide body um Mopars like that. Uh I with the charger, it, the one that was at SEMA with the rear engine, um, I can appreciate it. Like I said, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't kick it out of my garage, but if I had the money, <laughs> like, I, I keep going to that. Um, Joe says uh, that that charger is green. Okay. I'm trying to remember. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I'm just trying to remember what it looked like. Um, but if I had the money, you know, money wasn't an option. If I had a charger, would I wide body it and throw an engine in the back? Probably not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I'm a fan, and this is why I always talk about Gen 3 Hemi swaps and stuff. I'm a fan of the way those cars look from the factory, you know, with the exception of maybe the stance. Um, and, uh, you know, I like the day two look myself. But uh, this custom body modification stuff, you know, I'll leave that for the show cars. But um, if anything, I would like my old Mopar to run and drive handle very, very well comparative to a new car, you know, um, and better. That's what I would be interested in. Not so much the custom, like I don't need to go to a a car show and have people go, wow, that's crazy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Can you look, look at that wide body. That's nuts. I don't need that. I would much rather people come to the show and see, like say I had a, a second gen charger, um, and they, they come over and they're like, wow, that thing is amazing, clean, great restoration. And then they start looking a little deeper and they, they're like, oh, wow, this, the stance is a little different. You know, the suspension has been tuned, modified, customized. And, uh, you know, it's built, it's purpose built. I like purpose built cars. And then you pop the hood, it's got a G3 Hemi in it. Um, or even like, I'm not, I'm not opposed to, you know, classic small block or big block Mopar. But uh, I really like Hemis. I like, especially the second gen, but I probably won't be able to afford one. So I have to go with uh, the next best thing for me. And that's a gen three Hemi. And I think, you know, I talked to a few manufacturers today and uh, we all kind of are on the same page thinking that the Hemi stuff is coming around and pretty soon. And you're already starting to see it. I mean, there was a, a Cobra there with a not a mustang but um you know like the, the ac cobra it was a factory five kit car and it had a hellcat engine in it you know what i mean so 
I think we're going to see more and more Hellcat swaps and things like uh, the Grand National, you know, the Hell Nationals out there. Um, I know somebody Hellcat swapped a Miata, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so there's a lot of um, Hellcat swaps happening right now. Um, I think that is good. Once people start getting tired of the LSs, which I understand if they won't, you know, because they're cheap and there's thousands of parts for them. But uh, I think once the manufacturers get on board with the Hemi stuff, I think we're going to see a lot more. Um, and I'm just I, I'm just a fan of old school looks, but with modern drivability. Uh, I think that's I think that's the wave of the future because uh, you know the new car designs they're cool, but you put a new charger next to an old charger, I'll take the old charger. 10 times out of 10, you put an old challenger next to a new challenger. I'll take the old challenger 10 times out of 10. Um, but, uh, that's my opinion. You know, I know the thing that really bugs me about the new Mopar stuff. When I talk to some of the more modern Mopar guys is they have no idea about anything pre 2006. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't know anything about Mopars pre 2006, which, I don't think you can be a, I don't think you can call yourself a Mopar enthusiast. You know, <laughs> you can call yourself a charger owner or a challenger owner, but a true Mopar enthusiast like appreciates everything with Mopars, you know, or can find something from each era, you know, that they like or that they know about. That's my opinion too. <clears throat> As you can tell, I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> All right, Joe, now you got me curious about this car. I'm going to look up this charger he's talking about. Muscle Rod Shop. Let's see if we can find it. This hotel Wi-Fi is killing me right now. But overall, you know... <laughs> If this is a, uh, oh, okay, I know which car you're talking about now. If this is the one, come on. This internet is slow. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> I know this charger. Let me see if I can share the screen here. That one doesn't, that one is more my flavor. I like that a lot. That's, uh, in my opinion, cleaner. Let me see if I can get this on the screen. Um, <clears throat> know exactly which one you're talking about. Okay. Let's see here. When I'm at home, I have dual monitors so I can actually see what I'm showing. Okay, yeah. So here we go. So that's the charger that uh, Joe was talking about. A very cool, very cool car. Um, probably not something I would build, but something that I think is cool and can appreciate. Uh, 68 Charger. God, it's one of my favorite cars of all time. Um Joe says that he remembers that one. It was done pretty well. It appears to be done pretty well. And it's kind of, it's, it's a little subtle comparative <laughs> compared to uh, the one that is at SEMA right now. Joe says it was one of the first metal wide body chargers and sits just right it's in New Zealand now. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all that it went down there. <laughs> Australians and New Zealanders uh, or Aussies, <laughs> I think, wait, no, is it New Zealand? What do you call New Zealanders? I forget Kiwis or something like that. Anyways, um, those guys down there love Mopars. There's, there's a huge Mopar scene and they spend a ton of money getting Mopars down there. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that car made it down there. Very tastefully done. I think, Joe says, I have a 70 Charger RT and Go Mango. Awesome. And it definitely gets attention. But I drove a 2020 wide body scat pack and, the power, and that power was addictive. Totally. Absolutely, man. Um, that's why I'm such a fan of modern, you know, power plants in the old stuff. 
because I love the looks of the old cars, but you just those uh, I took a scat. I've took I've taken a few scat packs out now um, back when I was trying to buy one. And I just I they drive awesome. You know what I mean? But, you know, you pull up to a stoplight and you probably look across the street. and There's going to be one over there, one to your left, one to your right. I've seen so many wide body chargers down here, not even at SEMA, just on the road. Um, it's crazy. Uh, and they, they look great. But, you know, even even so, pull pull up a, a Charger wide body or a Challenger wide body next to any old Mopar, even a Dart, <laughs> and I'll probably take the old Mopar and, and pull them up next to a boogie van, a shit box, rot box, rusted boogie van like mine. Then I'd probably take the Challenger. <laughs> uh, my foot can hurts right now, guys. I think I'm going to take this shot of whiskey. Um, but yeah, uh, I really hope that SEMA gets back to the way it was because from what everybody was telling me, it sounds epic. Um, and for me, it's pretty epic as it is, but I can understand, um, you know, there's some big manufacturers that I didn't see there uh, that I was hoping to see. Eh, they're not. So I guess it is what it is. But um, tomorrow, I'm going to try to stay positive, even though my foot hurts. I don't know how uh, I have my alarm set. I have like seven alarms. I'm not going to sleep in again. I'm going to get to that event early. I'm going to take a bunch of Advil. Um, I also, I brought some like a athletic tape just in case. I Sometimes I'm a little paranoid and I bring things just in, ta- in case. And I brought this athletic tape and I was able to tape my ankle to give it a little bit more support um, and hopefully reduce the swelling or prevent it from swelling up too much. But uh, I'm icing it right now and uh, I'll probably get friggin' frostbite or something. <laughs> um but uh, I'm going to try to get around the rest of the event that I haven't seen. And once I've covered the whole thing, then I can start going back and uh, getting more live footage and things like that. Cause the GoPro um, I already filled up one uh, SD card. So I have another one. Thank God. Uh, fill that one up. Probably it's just, you know, it was really tough, you know, and I bitched about this a couple times so far. And that's that uh, <laughs> the, amount of jeeps it seems like all the footage i got from outside was jeeps (laughs) i'm like man uh so that's tough for me um i don't really know i don't know uh what the video that i eventually make is going to look like but if you're a fan of new jeeps (laughs) there's going to be plenty of those in that video um obviously featuring mostly muscle cars and stuff. And then it got to the point where I was just taking cool shots or what I thought would be cool shots. Um, I don't know. I'm not very good at video stuff, but I'm going to try to edit something cool. So we'll see how it turns out. Um, but uh, there was a Ram charger, that Walker Evans Ram charger. I need to, I need to go see that Ram charger. It was really cool. Uh, I've seen pictures that people have taken of it. Um, and shout out to all my buddies that, probably aren't watching this right now. Uh, I had a couple friends that were here at SEMA and they were taking some pictures. So I was able to see the Mopars that they were taking pictures of and go, okay, I need to go find that one. (laughs) You know, I didn't see that one. So, um, definitely a good time. I'm trying to think one thing that I keep missing every day because I'm so stuck inside the building is all the shenanigans that are happening um, the burnouts and the drifting and stuff. I like watching that kind of stuff. It's kind of fun. Um, missed out on a lot of it. Uh, so I'll spend a little bit more time outside tomorrow. And then SEMA ignited um, the after party goes until 10 o'clock. So tomorrow is going to be a rough day for me. <laughs> so if anybody's in the Las Vegas area and has any Vicodin, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, I'm happy. I came to SEMA. I'm no regrets at all. Now I was also told it was one of those events for like someone like me, like, Hey, you might enjoy it one time, but you only really need to go one time is what I've heard multiple times from people. And after going this year and knowing that it was bigger in years past, I might wait until I find out that things are back to normal before I come back to one of these events. But I will tell you that I will be back in Vegas again in March for muscle cars at the strip, the 20th anniversary. I talked to bill and I talked to Phil painter, the creator, of uh, muscle cars at the strip about the show and uh, the 20th anniversary. They're trying to make it um, 
very memorable and try to bring people from all over the country with all sorts of muscle cars, not just Mopars, but of course we want to see a lot of Mopars there. Um, so definitely mark that on your calendars, March 20th through to the 22nd, I believe, but you can go to Matt's LV, M-A-T-S-L-V.com to uh, find out more information. And it sounds like it's going to be an awesome, uh, an awesome event. So I'm excited to come back to Vegas for that. Hopefully I won't roll my ankle <laughs> again. Yeah, it was a, I don't, I am so mad. It's a, I'm more mad that it's going to be a pain in the ass for me to walk around tomorrow. Um, I'm just going to suck it up. And this thing is probably, uh, I'm going to have a couple days when I get home to hopefully nurse it <laughs> and make sure I can go back to work. But uh, it's going to be hell. Cause my feet are already hurting just walking all day. You know, I can only imagine what they're going to feel like tomorrow, especially this, this bastard, <laughs> but yep. Rolled the ankle. So we'll deal with that. Sean, I've been, uh, Cameron. Yes. <laughs> I did roll my ankle. Joe says it's better to do SEMA every two or three years. Hopefully by then it'll be back to normal and uh, I'll have more of a reason. So the problem, Sean, Sean's asking me if I'm going to McCacken. That's the muscle car and Corvette nationals. I chose SEMA over that show this year because it was, um, I got a really cheap plane ticket and I, I had to get it under my belt. I had to get SEMA under my belt now that it's been done. I may, I may come back for like one day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to make a crazy week out of it. Um, definitely want to go to McCacken. I hear the quality of cars that go to that show. Um, they're amazing. So I, I'd really like to go to that show. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be welcome there because <laughs> I, I may have. Eh, we won't get into that. <laughs> um, I would love to go to that show. Lots of cool cars. Would love to see um, what they have. I know that Troy from uh, Mopars 5150 brought a bunch of barn finds there one year and just shut the place down. It was like the most popular exhibit. You're talking about millions of dollars worth of um, high-quality restorations and survivor cars and stuff. And then the barn find uh, exhibit got uh, the most um, foot traffic. That's cool. Um, doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I was talking to uh, both Phil and Bill um, from Muscle Cars at the Strip about uh, hopefully they can get more. I really, I know a lot of people were criticizing um, Troy's Hemi Challenger versus Mike Coffey's uh, 70 Coronet 446 pack car uh, because they weren't as fast as they would have liked them to be. But you're talking about barn fine cars that actually run running down the quarter mile. Are they the fastest? No, but is it cool just to see that? Yeah. In my opinion, yes. Um, I mean, I guess if you watch street outlaws every, every day, speaking of which I saw Ryan Martin and um, murder Nova today. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. The line was ridiculous and I'm not that much of a fanboy. So <laughs> um, fun show, but not my, uh, uh, I don't need a signed, I don't need an autograph from one of those guys. Uh, but you know, I don't, I love fast cars, but I can appreciate two barn finds just having a little exhibition run just for fun. You know what I mean? So I was saying, Hey, you know, we had a couple Mopars run. Why don't you try to find, why don't uh, there should be a battle of the barn finds or survivor cars? Um, and they should find as many of those types of caliber of cars as they can to have a little tournament to see who the, you know, the ultimate barn find car is. I think that would be cool. Even if it's a 16 second car, I don't care. I think it, seeing those cars go down the track is cool to me. I don't know. I guess I'm not that much of a, a snob for, 10 second cars, I guess, <laughs> you know, um, that said the factory appearing stock tire, uh, racing events. Um, they're cool. I like, I like that. Uh, some of those cars are like nine second cars <laughs> and they're factory appearing stock tires. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> so like Mopars have Goodyear polyglass on them. It's like, what? How are they that fast? But um, very cool uh, class of racing. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, here's another. I, I don't know if I talked about this yesterday, but here's another disappointing thing for SEMA for me is in years past. <laughs> Thanks, Cameron. Appreciate that, buddy. Um, in years past, uh, Mopar at SEMA has usually had some sort of big reveal and they have a giant stage this year. They didn't have that. And I was super disappointed, especially being a first year SEMA attendee. Um, I was really hoping to see something really cool. Uh, and they had, you know, the normal stuff. Um, I got to see, uh, Leah's drag pack challenger. That was cool. Um, I don't think I talked about this yesterday. So they had a, uh, a 70 road runner that had been 392 Hemi swapped cars going crazy outside um 70 roadrunner 392 hemi swapped it was built by graveyard cars here's two complaints and i like that show don't get me wrong you know i'm not like a lot of people who hate mark uh i think i think he's a silly goose and i'm a silly goose too so it doesn't bother me that much um if at all you know but uh some people don't like that and that's that's their opinion and they're free to believe whatever they want or think however they want doesn't bother me i enjoy the show um, but when I looked at that car, here's a couple things and maybe Mark didn't have any control over this, but, uh, I'll go ahead and say that on my D one fifty on the Mr. Norm tribute truck, I have BFGTAs, and they are notorious for going Brown. The letters, the white letters going Brown. I stay on top of those things to keep them white. And this Alpine white, 1970 Roadrunner is sitting on the SEMA floor with browning lettered BFGTAs. It made me sick. I was like, I mean, <laughs> it, that was so disappointing. And it was sitting on Craigers, okay? You you guys know me. I love Craigers. And I was looking at him and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. They're Unilugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get get some direct drilled. <laughs> you know what I mean? God, if I if I spent as much money as I've heard people spend on getting their cars restored. You better not show me a car with Unilug. You know what I mean? <laughs> they better be direct drilled five on four and a half. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was a little cheesy, but I, I guess that's the way it used to be done. I guess um, I'm direct drilled all the way. None of those stupid washers. I don't like that. Uh, no. <laughs> um, and the BF, BF Goodrich, get your sh together, dude. Those browning letters, man, oh, that annoys the hell out of me. And that's why I'm always on top of mine. If th those tires need to look better than anything else on the car, because once they start browning out, they look like complete garbage. And I've gone to many shows where I see the letters brown, right? And it can be, you can stay up on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mine aren't browning yet. Um, and my car sits outside all the time and I drive, or my truck sits outside and I drive it. Uh Oh uh, yeah, God, that's a problem. <laughs> like I just, you know, clean them, you know, or go to a tire store and go, Hey, get these things off and get them off, <laughs> you know, take them off. I just, uh, I go to shows and I see people with really nice cars with BF GTAs, brown letters, and they soak them in tire shine. <laughs> like the tire shine is dripping off the tires. And I'm like, you can put you, that's polishing a turd to me. Okay. Um, I hate tire shine and I've worked at a detail shop where it was like, Hey, put as much tire shine on as you can. And, uh, I did what I was told, but I hated it. <laughs> Absolutely hate it every time. And there was a couple, actually, there was quite a bit of, um, vehicles at SEMA that, tires soaked in tire shine and i'm like man <laughs> it looked like somebody had just hosed them down they were like dripping tire shine i'm like that is absolutely ridiculous um crazy sean says mark is a really cool guy in person i think from what i've heard um i heard a couple people say some questionable things about him but a majority of the people that have talked to him in person, like no cameras around, um, say he's a pretty cool dude. Um, I would love to get him on the show. That would be a lot of fun. 
Um, cause I, you know, I know that there's a lot of drama with people, uh, you know, and Mark and it's none of my business. If you're a Mopar enthusiast, if people hate you, but you're a Mopar enthusiast and you can have a reasonable conversation with me and not, you know, be a jackass, <laughs> you know, then I'll have you on the show. I don't care if people hate you. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I know, you know, there's a reason why graveyard cars is still on the air after how many seasons, like 11 more. I don't, I don't know. Um, but, uh, it's the show dedicated to Mopars, you know, and I know that, you know, Mark likes to do his little acting stuff, but, uh, that's, you know, and no offense, Mark, but when you get into the, like the animated stuff that he's been doing, like when it's that I, I get up, I go get a drink, I go to the bathroom. And then when I hear the technical stuff come back or, you know, all right, I'll go back and watch the show. That's how I watch graveyard cars. Um, but, uh, I do like some of the banter. I think it's funny, but when it gets too off, off topic, that's when they start losing me a little bit. And I'm like, Hey, you're the only Mopar show on TV. Please give me some more Mopar content. You know what I mean? Um, and sometimes it's really good. You know, uh, most of the time I would say it's better most of the time than it's not. And that's my opinion. Um, but Cameron, this is my buddy from work. <laughs> Mark reminds you of your dad. Does he dance around? <laughs> I know a lot of people, they complain about Mark that he, he's having fun all the time. I mean, well, you don't like to see a guy have fun. <laughs> um, oven cleaner uh, makes the BFGTAs wider. Um, I found that just keeping them clean, you know, I guess when it comes down to the them starting to brown, I'll look into that. Um. Joe says, I hate those GYC cartoons. Yeah, dude. Um, if they, if they were hilarious, like I'm kind of a hard, like I can watch comedy specials of people that I really know are funny. You know what I mean? I can watch that and, and I can think it's funny. You will not hear me laugh, but inside I'm like, that was funny. You know what I mean? Um, unfortunately those cartoons and stuff for me, I kind of take Mopars a little bit too serious, you know, and that, and that thing, like if you have a car show about Mopars and I understand you need to do whatever you can to make it somewhat entertaining for people that aren't like us, you know what I mean? Cause I guarantee you a majority of the people that watch that show are not like you and me, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not Mopar guys, <laughs> you know, they're not Mopar gals. Um, I mean, if they are, if there really is millions of Mopar fans like that and and all those millions of people that follow Mark's page uh, and follow his show and watch his show, if they are that uh, Mopar enthusiastic, then hey, TalkingMopars.com, listen to my podcast. <laughs> I could use a few more listeners. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's, it's... I understand where Mark's coming from and why he does what he does, but... You know, I think I speak for the Mopar community when it's like, hey, we understand you're a silly goose. You don't have to, hey, we'll give you. Uh, I think that if we all <laughs> said to Mark, hey, Mark, we get it, man. You're a silly goose. You like to make people laugh. You like to be silly. Um, you have two minutes per episode to make us laugh. After that, get back to the content. Get back to the Mopar stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's fair. Um, like I said, that's two minutes. You can get up, go get something to drink. You know what I mean? <laughs> go to the bathroom, then come back and sit down for some more hardcore Mopar content. Um, one thing I did like about that show and a lot of people, I've seen complaints about it, but I did like when he was like teaching his daughter certain things, um, because he is a <laughs> pretty knowledgeable guy when it comes to Mopars. He knows more than I do, you know, and I know there's a lot of guys out there that right now that heard me just say that and they go, well, I know more than Mark. Cool. You know more than I do. <laughs> Yeah, it's that simple. Uh, so, um, but I do like when he it brings in like the educational thing, you know, even if it's something that I already know, um, it's just interesting to see how he goes about teaching someone. And it is funny when that kind of stuff is funny when he incorporates a little bit of humor into that. I like that. But the cartoon thing, that just wasn't my wasn't my thing. And then the the scripted stuff where they're talking to like the people behind the scenes, like, eh, you know, get back to the Mopars. You know, if you're gonna talk, if you're gonna be a goofball, at least have a Mopar in the background that I can look at and be distracted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I but I am a fan. I mean, if you asked me if I was a fan of graveyard cars, I would say yes. You know, that's it's the only Mopar dedicated show on TV. Of course I'm a fan. <laughs> um <laughs> Cameron says, uh, whoops, 
I used to use it to keep the wide whites white on my grandma's 59 caddy. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot if mine start browning out. I'm really anal about <laughs> those tires, though. Uh, I Because that's one thing I cannot stand is BFGTAs that start browning out. Joe says, why in the hell do people give Mark the best deals on their cars? <laughs> he even gets them free sometimes. I have no idea because I know that there's, thou- I mean, I get thousands, tens of thousands of people you know, that um, follow my content stuff. And I'm like, I know that there's at least a hundred of those guys that could really use a free project car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, wheeling and wheeling and dealing, I guess. Um, unfortunately, I think that when you have a platform like he does, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I wouldn't be surprised if like a bargaining chip is, Hey, we can put you on TV. You want to be on TV? You want to sell me your car on TV? You know what I mean? I, that might be a bargaining chip. You won't, you won't sell me like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I could see some people getting a little starstruck, you know, and being like, well, I'll sell it on TV. Or, I mean, that, that would be interesting to see a show where you see if somebody cracks under pressure, you know, see if they'll give a better deal under, under the pressure of being on camera. You know, you know, as well as I do, there's a hard ass out there that would look right in that camera and go, Oh, you think this camera is going to make me cut a deal for you? Get the off my lawn, dude. <laughs> uh, that's that's what I'd like to see because I I don't know how many of these shows the negotiations of buying some of these cars are actually legit. I don't know how many are scripted. Um, I'd imagine a large percentage, if not all of them. Um, I would like to see an unscripted show. <laughs> uh, like I love the shows where they're like. Oh, look at that car in the yard. And I, I shouldn't talk shit because I saw one of the Count's Customs guys here at SEMA, but uh, I don't get starstruck like that. I really don't. Um, now, if I saw like Richard Petty or like, you know, if Dandy Dick Landy was still alive, that might be that might be a little crazy. I heard uh, Herb McCandless was here. I did not see him. Um I, I don't know where, what booth he'd be hanging out. I heard he possibly has a car here. Haven't seen him. Um, legends in drag racing and legends in the history of Mopars. Um, definitely uh, would like to talk to uh, and meet. I don't know if I'd be starstruck, but I'd be like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> um, but I do think it would be funny to see, uh, you know, realism in the car shows. Because like Counts Customs, you know, they're driving and, oh, they run across this car and they go knock on the door and the person happens to be home and they're like, cool to talk to him. I'm not buying it. (laughs) I don't know, Joe, that's what I think happens with the negotiations. I think it's obviously it's all scripted. Most of it. Um, Sean says he uses SOS pads on his BFGs scrub them and rinse with water. Um, I'll keep that in mind too. Uh, cause those have like uh, the soap built in and they're a little, I think they're a little bit finer too. So they might not, um, damage the tires. Interesting. I'll, I'll look into those options. Ronnie socks and buddy Martin would be awesome to me. And I enjoyed the tour of the Mopars. Thank you very much for watching. I appreciate you. I wish there were more (laughs) and make the videos a lot better. Yeah. um, Drag racing legends. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm such a fan of like the nostalgic stuff that like, you know, even non Mopar drag racers, I'd probably be interested in talking to. Um, But uh, I mean, who doesn't want to talk to jungle Pam? (laughs) i'm just kidding uh guys what time is it it's nine o'clock um we've gone almost an hour um and i gotta be honest i'm really distracted with this this damn foot i'm telling you right now i'm so distracted uh i'm having a hard time um so here's what i'm gonna do uh i'm gonna go to sema tomorrow with this busted foot (laughs) and I'm going to finish out the show and I'm going to get as much content on this GoPro as I can. And I'm, I am going to try to go live a little bit more. Um, really want to work on that. Uh, Hemi under glass. Um, 
I may or may not have Mr. Riggle on the podcast soon. Uh, I was sent his books or his book from uh, my friends at CarTech Books. So I'm going to review the book and we're going to try to get him on the show and see if he'll come on the show and talk to me um, about his life and about Mopars and about wheel standing Mopars and Hemi Underglass. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, but I'm going to go to see him again tomorrow. Uh, I'll rent a wheelchair if I have to. <laughs> um, I'm going to go get the rest of the footage and then we'll do another podcast tomorrow night after um, SEMA Ignited. I'll probably go live from SEMA Ignited. I think that would be a lot of fun. Hopefully I get a good signal. If not, just stay tuned and uh, I'll try to get some content from my GoPro up sooner rather than later. Um, but uh, tomorrow's going to be a long day. Of course, the longest day. <laughs> you know what I mean? The longest day. Thankfully, it's the last day. And I only say thankfully because I don't know if this had happened on Wednesday, like my first day there, this week would have sucked. The only saving grace is like, okay, I've iced it too long. It is now numb. Oh. <laughs> um, so I would, I was, I was just thinking about how awful that would be if I had rolled it like the first day I was here and have to deal with that all week, like tomorrow I will, I will push through it tomorrow and uh, we'll get it figured out. Um, the show must go on. <laughs> so that was uh, my little recap of day two. I know it's not that exciting, um, but the videos, I think I'm going to do a voiceover on the videos and just kind of talk about some stuff and cause they'll jog my memory to be honest with you. The wind got taken out of my sails today as soon as I rolled this fucking ankle, man. <laughs> oh, I'm so pissed. Um, but like I said, the show must go on. And the show will go on tomorrow. Thank you very much for joining me right now. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you guys watching. Um, stay tuned for more content. No Mopar left behind. I'm your host, Chris Albrecht. And that was Talking Mopars Live. There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about this podcast, please visit TalkingMopars.com. And don't forget that you can send me your Mopar stories, questions, comments, complaints, suggestions, and everything else on your Mopar addicted mind to Chris at TalkingMopars.com. Or leave me a voice message on my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR to hear yourself on the show. And friends, if you enjoy the show and would like to show your support for Talking Mopars, you can grab some Talking Mopars merchandise like t-shirts, stickers, and other cool gear on the merch shop at TalkingMopars.com. You can also become a supporter through my Facebook page where you will be entered into a monthly giveaway for something cool and Mopar related. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was talking Mopars. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.